This week, we celebrate 25 episodes with some truly awful anime. And I marvel at how much crap Japan can pack into three minutes. Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Garrett, this week is 25 episodes! Ooh, yeah! We're gonna Super Saiyan this today and celebrate. I decided to do the thing that is centered at the core of this series, which is messing with you and making you watch some really weird nonsense. This Mission week, accomplished, buddy. Mission accomplished. <laughs> this week we are covering the anime that are so bad and they are universally panned by the internet that I just had to shovel them in your, into your, like, viewing pleasure right uh, for this whole week. So this episode, we are going to see if there are any that are so bad that they're actually endearing or if they're just plain bad. So we are yep. going to be doing the top seven objectively bad anime, as per the internet, of all time. But before we begin, Garrett, what are new fans going to be expecting from this episode? Um, absolute absurdity, insanity, and borderline entertainment. Right, it's it's like nothing, nothing, nothing had a point. Everything was like you. It was like you didn't have to really absorb anything. You just had to like marvel at set someone dedicated money, time, animation. I, I kind of sat there like slack jawed, just wondering what I had just seen in most of these cases. And what's funny is that you're looking at the runtime of these, and you realize that like buttoning off of like a full minute of it is. Just the theme song. And I've that maybe that's one thing you're gonna have to cover. <laughs> that's absolutely right. Because some of them are three or four minutes, and you just take the first 45 seconds off and the last 45 seconds off, and you're like, what's really left here? <laughs> what's really left? What's really left behind? So um the show today, once again, as I said, is I looked at websites that I love to look at for reviews and finding new anime properties called My Anime List or Anime Planet, which has a really good recommendations bar which I use the most, and uh, other sites to see what they put as their lowest-ranked anime as well as other lists that you find online. And I got rid of the one that were considered bad because they're old. I'm not going to knock That's something. kind of an unfair comparison, right? Right. I'm not, I'm not going to knock it if it was in the 70s and 80s because, like, they were trying to figure it out then, and, like, I'm not going to knock them for it. So you can forgive the bad technology, and these are just shows that came out in the past two decades. Like, if it came around the same time as Cowboy Bebop, you should have done better. Right, and it also excluded anime with bad localizations. This these shows have to be a hundred percent Japan's fault, right? Like it can't be bad because you sent it to the United States and they they picked like some schmo off the street to dub it. It's got to be a hundred percent Japan's fault. But Garrett, so you can give us a list. What are the seven shows that we are talking about this week? We are talking about uh, Tenku Danzaro, Skelter Heaven, mm -hmm. number one. Number, number one, two, Onara Goro. Great number, uh, number three, Sushi Police. Uh-huh. A delight. <laughs> number four, Poopa. Pupa. Pupa. <laughs> like, we'll call it Poopa because that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> uh, Poopu Kaka Doodoo Face. Um, <laughs> Vampire Holmes, which is pretty self-explanatory. Right. Uh, Lady Spo, which sounds like an ointment you find in Walgreens. Yeah. And uh, then Bishoju Yugi Unit Crane Game Girls. Which was like, which is actually the title is longer than the actual anime. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that people want to know is like, what makes a bad anime? There's some that are so bad that they're good, kind of like The Room is. 
And there's some that are just like objectively bad. And the kind of qualities that I took from this, maybe Garrett, you can chime in with some thoughts of your own, is first thing is length. Like if they don't dedicate more than like five minutes to these shows, a lot of times they're not meant to be good or they're meant to just be some other function. I don't know about you, but like we only had one show here that was 18 minutes. Oh, right. But I actually think that sometimes, especially if you have something that's abstract, something that's sort of inane and, and non-episodic, like uh, sometimes brevity is good because mm-hmm. you can be absurd for five minutes mm-hmm. and have it be an internet clip and all, every bit of those five minutes is funny. But right, now try exactly. and draw that out into an actual full-length anime, and you might find yourself in trouble. These all prove to be terrible even within five minutes. Right, exactly. It's like it's like the reason why Vines kind of canceled, that kind of thing. Like right. the really bad right. short-form thing. Um, the other thing is that it's either going to have a really stupid concept. Usually they're a copy of a copy of a copy of a, another show, and some of these try to do that. Or they just like slap together, like they did like refrigerator magnets worth of ideas, like vampire homes. It's like vampire detective and then do none of it, like that kind of stuff. And then the other thing that I think, I can forgive bad animation, especially if they're older properties, but they have to be congruous to each other. Like there are some anime that that are intentionally bad animated for an effect, but if you're trying to do something and you completely beef it, then I don't know. That that seems like it makes a bad anime too. Right. Not not all shows that you watch are of the highest quality, and mm-hmm. it's all about leaning in and being the best that you can be, right? And and embracing that. But there there is one of the shows in particular that we went over here that it was it was like throwing three different puzzles into the air mm-hmm. and then trying to fit the pieces together. It's not going to work. It's not going to work, no. And so we're going to start with, of course, and again, we're going to have to fire through these, so I'm going to keep us on time today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first thing is that we're going to talk about is the longest one, which is Tenku Danzato uh, Skelter Heaven Girls, which Tenku yep. Danzato, which means Heaven's Condemnation, yep. Skelter Heaven Girls. Uh, Garrett, give me a quick synopsis on this one. What would you say would be like the one to two sentence explainer this one is? Uh, Independence Day, The Kraken, and robot jocks. Yes, it is. It, you, I think this might be one of those and and harem. Yes, it's it's like I get why, why people put fan services in, and this one was just so weird and like unnecessary to the episode. And I just okay, we'll have to get through it. So the first thing that we, is like the very obvious part of this show that worked didn't work is the CGI. It, I yeah. call it a non-congruent mess. It's like, imagine if you took anime and you tried to ham-fist it into a computer-animated thing. It looked so bad. Was and that the result idea? was a bunch of melancholy squid. Yeah, exactly. Or when they tried to put animated, like, 2D animation girls into a 3D model, it looked like you had, like, actual robots with, like, cardboard cutouts fitting inside of them. It was so, so bad. So, to those listening at home, we're, we're going to tear this episode apart but just a little overview of this uh so skelter heaven uh followed this team of uh females i call them the booby battalion yeah and they're all artificial by the way these are women that were made by men yeah they came up from and it shows <laughs> like it reminded me of demolition day with <laughs> unfreeze sylvester stallone yeah. and snipes um but so it's these group of unnecessarily hot girls that yeah. If you okay, so to me it's robot jocks, but to yeah. those of you out there, think about the bad guy in Avatar and right. sort of the mech warrior uh, right. suit that he had. That's what they have. And where the Independence Day comes in is they keep sort of hinting that these spaceships 
have started hovering over the city of Tokyo. And mm -hmm. you think, oh, like the weird things that came in Independence Day. But no, they're giant squid. And like poorly animated squids. Like poorly animated, that. melancholy squids. Like, the, you know what they look like? Have you ever played the first Super Mario and you see those squids that are in like the, the ocean, yes. the sea, the sea levels? It looked like that, but like trying to look menacing, it looked terrible. Um, the thing that I want to say to you, Garrett, is that eventually yeah. we will be talking about a very famous show that's like quintessential to the weeb community, which is Neon, Ge Neon Genesis Evangelion. And I think this was trying to do that. Okay. And it failed at it. You're we're going to watch that show, and you're going to be like, that's what that show was trying to do? <laughs> and you're going to be like, yeah, they, they were trying to do that. Yeah. And because it was so famous. And, um, but it's, yeah, it's basically like artificially created women that go into these neck suits that essentially only hold their arms and their legs. Like, their breasts aren't covered. Right. Their faces aren't covered. Like, basically to beat they these mech helmet. warriors, you just got to squish the little, like, squishy middle that has human being in the middle. And that would be the end of the mech warriors. I kept getting the feeling the entire 18 minutes that this was, like, a college concept project <laughs> that they, like, put together and the budget was, like, really tight on it. Uh, and that's why the CGI was just so bad, you know? It was, it was so bad. And then we got to give a quick minute to the fan service. Now... The fans, there's a lot of fan service moments that really annoyed me. The first one was while they were fighting, they tried to do a panty shot while they were still in CGI. If you're yeah. not going to do that right, panty shots don't work in CGI. It's like making the, the golden Kamui bear be sexy. You can't do it. And then the second thing that really annoyed me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just dropped my bottle. So, like Yogi Bear in CGI posing in the. Hey, boo boo. The and <laughs> so and another thing that was clearly meant for panty like panty shot fan service stuff was apparently while they're training the one of their devices that they train is they put the women into like these like yes, yes. machines, and it's just like it's like a more it's like a paint shaker and all it is is them going like <laughs> it was like, like the what are you training for massage chair like imagine like, we've all seen, like, astronaut movies where they put people in the G machine yeah. that spins around. But instead, this is just, like, I don't know, it's, it's like... It's a, it's a paint having... shaker. Like, imagine a paint shaker chair, and they're just going, like, shuka, 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 shuka. and the women just, like, and just, like, jiggling away. Because, once again... There was a lot of random... Yeah, there was. At this point... There's these two characters. I can't even believe that I've retained their names. <laughs> yeah. Midori and Misaki. Right. God forbid, because something important, like my social security number just like went out yeah. the side of my brain. <laughs> but they die, and the other girl is like, oh, no, Midori and Misaki. And she gets yelled at to follow orders, and her response is, ah! The guy, the guy in the, the, the central male in this show is the biggest douche you'll ever meet. And you're so if, unlikable. If Ross Geller... Was like leading the Ted Mosby was was an anime character, but that's what they do, right? Because there's always going to be a boring central character, so right. that the characters around it can be more interesting. And I'm giving the show way too much credit by saying that. But it's so. But they're, he's mean to them. She's like, she's like, oh, are you going to take me out? It's like, shut up and get out there. It's like a lot of that. And I'm just like, there's this is so unnecessary. Okay. Okay. So, so this show is a lot of that. It's it's a mech thing, and there's like supposed to be, and it has it jumps to random cutscenes with no perceivable order. So you're very lost, and they're trying to like reveal plot points. 
it, it's a mess. And yep. so we can get to the rest of our episodes. What I'm going to do after each time we talk about this show, which is a mech girl harem thing, is I'm going to give you the anime list and and anime and planet ranking, and then I'm going to give you a review for this show. Okay. So the first thing, so these are going to go a little quick for those listening out here. So anime list gives it a 1.9 out of 10, and anime planet gives it a 1 out of 5. Do you agree with that before we move on? I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a, a three, and the okay. reason why is because and maybe because it was 18 minutes long. If you took all of these things but did them well, I think you could have a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just poor execution. So yeah. uh, out of five, I'd give it a one and a half. Out of ten, I'd give it a three. That's the same ratio, right? Yeah, pretty much. Do the math, right? So here's a review from someone from My Enemy Planet. Excuse my language, but fuck this. It's not <laughs> even anime. It is not intended for entertainment. Nothing explained. Nothing makes sense. Everything is terrible. I went to this knowing it was going to be the worst reviewed anime on the website, and it somehow exceeded my expectations in the worst way possible. Giant ash floating alien squid that practically has no animation appeared in Japan. Who better to stop it than a bunch of chicks in awfully rendered 3D flying necks? Spoiler alert, anybody. This isn't even explained well. There's no development of any kind, and every character either has a, ju- a really whiny, generic anime girl personality, or there's a stone cold with no emotions whatsoever. There are also random shots that make no sense, like there's two girls tied to a chair that move up and down as I guess a punishment for fighting, but they seem like they're really enjoying it, if you catch my drift. No reason for that to be there. Why? Why the hell does any of this exist? <laughs> so do you agree? And then in conclusion, because there's more to it, is I hope everyone that associated with this in any way pays for their sins they committed against humanity. I I don't know. It it was a bad anime, but I see I, there were other ones on on our watch list tonight that I thought were way worse. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see because we have a real big change of pace from like a large ensemble to a very singular character. We're next to talk about Onada Goro. Garrett, what is it? one to two sentence explainer? What is Onada Goro about? Do, do you remember the, uh, I think it was Adult Swim. Do you remember Assie McGee? Yes. <laughs> Assie, oh, no. Assie McGee oh, yeah, yeah. was like a that. detective, but it was, an, it was an actual ass with a gun holster, and it would just shoot indiscriminately at things. And the voice sounded like Sylvester Stallone's fart. It was like, hey, kid. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what Onada Goru was to me. Also, really random animation to have everything in threes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very like um we'll talk a little bit more about it, but, but so people know what the show is about. What is the show about? You said butts and farts, but it, it needs a little bit more take than that. Uh I mean, was there more? Okay. <laughs> so the show I'll give you a little show listing. So, so the, the first show, shot Yeah, go ahead. Kind of dude that looks like Kim Jong un. Yes. Okay. At least he has the pompadour like him. Uh, him and his two buddies decide that they're going to be in school and they're going to speak in, like, in sync with one another. Everything <laughs> that they say, they all say identically and at the same time. And they basically want to be uh, the baddies at right. their high school. And for some reason, they have a principal and triplet. There's like three principals who are like disapproving of everything they do, but they're like, oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. They're on the roof of the school in this opening episode, and for some reason, there's a bald man who looks like Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force <laughs> leaning against like the elevator shaft, and he goes, "Hey kids!" And he rips a fart, and the cloud comes out looking like a condom, and 
proceeds to explain to them the science of what a fart is. So that's the episode. <laughs> that is literally the whole episode. It's big, so it's the, the, the way it's characterized as per the listing is... Ornata Goro follows the everyday life of Goro, the most admirable of farts, as he solves problems in any way that only a fart can. And it's basically I've like, got it. Eureka. Yeah. So just to kind of give people a little idea, the, you said it looks like a condom. I would agree. I think it looks like a condom over an ice cream cone, but the ice cream cone is the same color. And like, and right. And it gives sage advice to get kids to get off of, because these kids are all together. They're like, we're going to smoke. And the guys are like, Mm, I don't think so. And we're gonna pierce our ears, like that kind of stuff. And well, piercing your ears isn't so bad. At least it's not over your whole body, right? And so, what Onada Gordo does, if anybody wants to know what that means, Onada means fart, and Gordo is his name. So it's basically like if you basically if he's, it's the Assy McGee of the word fart, basically. Right. And uh, it's he gives like advice that apparently like moves these delinquents in a way that makes them change their ways, and it really is like. Yeah, and he's like, you know how farts happen? 70% is air. It's the air that we breathe. 30% is fermentation of our gut. And it comes out of our... And I, and I, this is the one that I actually made my wife watch. And she's like, why is there a diagram? <laughs> it looked like a medical diagram of like, of like <laughs> my lanta passing through some of the stuff with system. <laughs> except it ends with farts. I, I too was watching it and after the fart came out, I felt like a presence over my shoulder and I looked behind me and my wife was giving me a look and I'm like, what? And she, she said, there are no words. <laughs> this one's hard to explain to people. And that literally is it. Like, I wish we could dive more into that idea, but unfortunately it, it, that's literally the show. Of all the ones we watched, this was the one that was like, this could be a William Street thing. Right. And it actually is still on Crunchyroll. Like all these, I had to like, find everywhere in the dark recesses of the internet. This one I could find easily on Crunchyroll. Um, but it reminds me of the, the animation. Maybe wants to know what the animation is like. If you ever played the game Katamari Damacy, um, it's a like a cool game from like the late, mid to late 2000s uh, where a guy pushes a ball and keeps picking up stuff. But like everybody's very blocky mm -hmm. and polygonal and like it's very intentionally bad looking like like an old computer graphics kind yeah. of way which i actually kind of appreciated yeah. for the first few seconds i was like "Ooh, this is different but then the show did not back it up no it didn't and i'm sure that it'll even get funnier from there because i'm like knowing how quick it is and there's only 12 episodes and that means like what like two hours to finish it i honestly well, think i could right finish. and and so that's another thing right like if it's this is a show that i think even though i didn't dig it I feel like it could succeed because it's so absurd. Mm -hmm. If you just keep popping it like candy, like mm -hmm. for people of a certain generation growing up and going on the internet and watching Homestar Runner, mm -hmm. like Homestar Runner was nothing. Mm -hmm. You literally would go to a website just to go Homestar Runner. Yeah, like, yeah. It's basically like a meme. It's intentional memeage, I think I would say. But what blew my mind was that it got like an legit ending theme from an actual J-pop group that actually like danced in a music video yes, for the end of the, the show. Best part of the episode. Yeah, I was like, and the group's called And Crazy. One word, by the way, And Crazy, and they're and they're literally singing fart with a computerized looking Onada Garo like dancing along with them with the old man still like. But the fart is like, yeah, it's like, yeah. And they're going like, oh, na da, oh, na da, which really makes they're going like, fart, 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 f
Oh. And then it, oh, then it, and like it's really upbeat. But then, like the last fifteen seconds, they've been like being like, no, 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 and like ending. I was like, whoa, what did I just watch? <laughs> it just got metal. It did. It randomly got metal. So yeah, it's a trip. This is so. So let me give you the reviews. Uh, this one actually was one of the higher rated shows. Um, I got a five out of ten on my enemy list and a two on Enemy Planet. And uh, the reviews go um, as such: Who are we? Why are we? What is our purpose in the world? What is the human condition? Ornato Goro sets out to answer these questions in artistic fashion with his diverse cast of characters and episodic nature. We'll have you asking many questions before the end, growing spiritually, intellectually, along with Goro and the gang. Uh, <laughs> with the narrative Ornato Goro, the nuances are a tad too complex to explain. It's much better to watch it least light understanding biology and physics as the show touches on these things heavily and attempt to educate the viewer. Beneath the calculating exterior lies a study on human nature itself and plenty on touching themes. These even well-placed comments relief and are, aren't weighed down by too much thematic material. Would you, do you agree with this person, uh, with this person's assessment of uh, Onaragora? I mean, they gave way more thought to it than I ever would have, but sure. Yeah, about a show with farts. So um, the next show we're going to be talking about is Sushi Police, and there's a reason this show exists. A lot of these are just, like, randomly done, but there's a reason. Yeah. But Sushi Police sounds like it very well explained, but you, maybe Gary, can dive a little bit to it more. What is the show about? Sushi Police follows a private police force comprised of three men uh, named after Japanese car companies, Honda, Suzuki, and Kawasaki. Mm-hmm. One's a robot. Sorry, I, actually kind of, I actually kind of enjoyed this show. Um <laughs> To me, it was like if you took the Pixar movie uh, Ratatouille yeah. and then you Xeroxed it three times. <laughs> yeah, it is very like smooth. Third, it's a very smooth like, animation. Right, like, everybody's animation very... is like the third Xerox of Ratatouille. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like there's no edges um, on anything. It's just all bunch yeah, of... Yeah, so uh, these three characters, Honda, Suzuki, and Kawasaki, uh, travel around in this blimp-like vessel called the Sushi. The sushi ship, the sushi. And whenever they believe that um, bad sushi or sushi that is not typical or uh-huh. uh, meeting of high Japanese standards, like Honda's particular gripe is any time that mayonnaise is put uh, with sushi, uh, they intervene. Yeah. But like little twist is that Kawasaki is actually, uh, uh, it's, he's flesh filled with- a He's a robot. He's a robot with soy sauce. Fuel. With, uh, with um, sushi sauce. Like he's, he's a su- soy sauce powered robot. Soy fuel. Yes. And in fact, it's interesting because and he, I, he's a leak. <laughs> and he's like wrapping a bandage around him so the soy sauce isn't going everywhere. It's, it's wild. And for some reason, the first thing, it's very obviously the bad sushi generally comes from the United States. That's what they're just saying with the show. It, the, 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 where they're busting the crowd. By the way, which, what they do is they pretty much beat up everyone and blow up the restaurant. <laughs> like, that's their solution for the... Not no one who goes to jail. But, um, and, like, you see the, the, like, the evil uh, American sushi people and their, and their sushi looks like, like spider. The actual spider roll looks like an actual spider with like the crab legs sticking out of it, and like al- there's alligator from the south sushi, and like it's it's clearly meant to be like. By the way, American sushi is garbage, and that's where we're going to go with this, right? And they mentioned something like, so this must be very recent because they mentioned something like with the 2020 Olympics coming up, we must regulate all sushi within the country to meet standards. 
So this is so this is why I uh, this is interesting because I had, I had to do some research on this on like why it was made. So apparently there was a um, this came out in uh, I think it was t- 2015. Uh, but Sushi Police is named after a term coined by the Washington Post. So the actual Ag Minister of Japan came to the United States and was like, I want a piece of my home. I'm going to, I need to try some Japanese sushi. And he went to a Japanese restaurant and he ate a California roll and was like, this is not sushi. And much like Europe decided that he wanted to like certify the, the sushi that comes from the United States. And so the Washington Post said, Watch out for the sushi police. And then so Japan took that joke and ran with it in the form of this show. Was it was it specifically a California roll? It was specifically a California roll, yes. See, that's to me, that's like not to get into the politics behind it, but that's so short-sighted because mm-hmm. I can tell you that my father and mother grew up in like a very meat and potatoes, hot dog, mm-hmm. lasagna, hamburger type yeah. atmosphere. And my dad one day was at like a grocery store and was like, what's this sushi all about? And crab was something he was comfortable with, even mm-hmm. if it was imitation. So he gravitated towards a California roll. Mm-hmm. He still buys California rolls to this day as like a, um, as a, as a treat or like as a snack around the house, but it opened him up to the idea of new foods. Yeah. So I think it's kind of short sighted, like, of course, it's not going to be served by Jiro at his mm-hmm. freaking, you know, three Michelin star mm-hmm. restaurant. But sometimes when you create food or a culture, you're kind of giving it to the world. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's the thing that I think this show does. I think it makes fun of the ag minister for doing this. Like, it's, I think it's generally geared to make fun of that, that idea, but also yeah. makes fun of the United States as well. Because when they said, like, we're the sushi police and we're going to stop you, like, the, the papers are like, this is food freedom. And, like, don't even, like, it was very, like, making yeah. fun of them, you know, how the United States would respond to it. And it was really, I think it was fun. Uh, and honestly, weirdly enough, the ending theme to this show was a bop. Like, I don't understand it. And it was, I thought it was really fun. So, uh, I actually like this and the music. And the music's actually pretty decent. Um, so, this has a 4.6 on my anime list, but it only has a 1.6 on Anime Planet. So, it's one of the higher ones on there. <laughs> Garrett, Garrett's going to, you know, basically defend this thing. Um, so this is the review for My Enemy Planet. It's our My Anime list is Sushi Police, as many have stated, is social commentary. But we don't care about that. Most of the viewers here have also stated the facts. We want a good anime to watch. So is it good? Not really would be the short answer. The characters are bland with no personalities. They're just stereotypes that go to the story and provide jokes here and there. As far as character development goes, it doesn't matter. A lot, a lot, but not saying that it is totally out of the anime. Since the episodes are only three minutes and a half long, it's hard to cram personality into a full story with an opening, a plot, and an ending. What it does, the story moves on pretty well. I guess it doesn't really get boring. Um, and so that's, would you pretty much agree yeah, with that assessment? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So with, but, so you, but I also think it has the potential to be sort of tongue-in-cheek and really fun. Yeah, and I think for social commentary, if you just treat it like that, you're not so, so hard up. So we go to ones that I think are passable slash, like at least they're like full-length things, to the absolute garbage. Like these shows that we're going to be doing from here on are the garbage of garbage. And this one in particular gets so much hate. And that is the, the 2014 anime Pupa. And not Pupa. Not Pupa. We might as well call it Pupa. But <laughs> so with King Pupa, which came out in 2014, the first thing is I was like wondering is like, 
what the hell is happening? I got the synopsis was later. This is the first episode. This was the second one. The first episode was uh, also didn't explain much. So at least I figured to get to the point with the second one. So go for it. What point? <laughs> so what did you remember, take from guys, it? Like, what did you understand? Like four minutes long. The first thirty seconds has these animated teddy bears talking about domestic violence. And, and it's like, like my dad beat my mom, and the bear's like swinging around its foot at the, like the mommy bear. Right, and then the bear starts beating his his fozzy bear children, and they said as he would beat us, he would say to us, "This is your reality." <laughs> and like, how absurd! Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. Um. So and. Literally, oh, I can, but, but you can summarize this in like 10 seconds, though. It's a very quick episode. Right. That's only like the first like 30 seconds. Yeah. And then it hops into this young guy randomly talking to this Carmen Sandiego-like figure. Who's holding it like a teddy bear of some sort or something. Yeah. And she's like, oh, your sister wouldn't even recognize you. I'm like, I have no idea what she's talking about. Oh, would you even try and talk to your sister? So apparently his sister has turned into this like, horrible insect a la men in black and is like eating people and he goes and meets her in the forest and she's like i you hear her inner monologue and it's still like this little girl and onichan's like onichan i hope i hope my brother doesn't see me i hope my and he calls her and she turns and goes onichan like i can now imagine like a vincent d'onofrio and being like being like Hey, only John. Hey, Here's my head. Oh. <laughs> so his, the brother is like, "Don't worry, sister. I love you. You're, you, you know. Uh, let's just go home. You're still the same girl." And you see, like, the inner monologue going, "Oh, my only John still loves me." <laughs> and then she stabs a dude and freaking rips his throat out. And then it ended. It was yeah, so abrupt. What happened? What happened? <laughs> It just ends. And that was the one thing that I saw with the show. I was like, I was like, what happened? I don't even know what happened. I don't get it. And I only understand why people don't liking like this show as much. But yeah. So this one is a really bad review. And like on my anime list, it's got a 3.4 and a 2.8 on, on um, Anime Planet. But the, here's the synopsis. After succumbing to the full effects of pupa, you may undergo a grotesque metamorphosis into a monster creature with an insatiable desire for flesh. Utsutsu, on the other hand, her brother, is only partially affected, gaining remarkable regenerative powers instead. Reaffirming the resolve to keep the promise he made to himself years ago, Utsutsu is willing to sacrifice everything in order to always be there for his precious little sister. So the idea is this, that, that the little sister is now a, a, an insect monster, and he just keeps regenerating his meat. And so she, he, he walks around just making sure he keeps eating her, essentially. He, you know, she keeps eating him, and that's, that's the, basically of the show. Um, and does he do that to save other people? Yeah, basically. It's like, if you're hungry, bite me and I'll be fine, right? And so I will give this to it. It had an interesting art style. Like, I thought that the background being kind of macabre, like, painted on behind them, and but in front, in the foreground was normal anime, was an interesting touch. It's just, I, it just, things happen and then stop. And I was just like, what's happening? I don't know. And I know that, like, the idea is to keep watching, but, like, if you're just going to give me, like, a minute and a half of content. Like, why do I keep doing this? Especially if you're going to end on like really important details. So what, what were the, what were the stuffed bears? I think they're just stand-ins for domestic abuse. Like you said, it's just there to be there. So yeah. So this show is awful. It's not great but at all. Still not the worst. 
You don't think it's the worst? This one, well, as I said, we've seen, we're about to come up on the worst. So we're coming the worst. Okay, <laughs> this is so. As I said, anime review is an okay review. This is what it says from one of the reviewers. Let me be frank here. I love this show. It is horrible. It is absolutely appallingly horrible. I can't think of a, gig, a single good quality it has. I think Pupa is hilarious. I usually don't like anime here, but wow, this is crazy. It is not the worst anime I've ever seen, but yeah, it's up there. I love it, though, because it's really confusing and disgusting and so amazingly poorly made all at the exact same time, which is the best kind of combination. I try to get everyone to watch, I need to watch the episode that's literally nothing but the sister character eating off her brother's skin. I watched all this show, Wide Awake and Stone Cold Sober, and I have absolutely no idea what the overarching plot was about. And I really wanted to know what was happening because I was having a fabulous time and wanted to appreciate every second of Glory's pupa, but I don't think that is enough information to animate to distinguish what the ongoing plot is about. Something about mad scientists? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. And the theme song, the intro theme song wasn't bad. I'm going to play it right now. It, it was not bad. It, it, it kind of reminded me of, like, another. It did sound like, like another theme song. I thought, like, the violins playing with the, the Japanese yep. women singing at the same time. Like, like that kind of style of singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you said not not as bad, but not the worst. Um, right. Next, we're going to talk about Vampire Homes, which is a very misleading title. But, <laughs> Garrett, what's Vampire Homes about? What you think it's about. Yes. So here's like, we'll, we'll, let's go into our expectations game, okay? So in the expectations game, you hear the name Vampire Holmes. You and I probably had the same thoughts. So what do you think the show was about? So Sherlock Holmes is one of the most famous literary characters in all time. Right. I, I don't know the laws regarding that particular property. It might even be public domain at this point. I think it is at this so, point, yeah. So I thought, well, it's probably a spinoff of that where it's going to be another Holmes character, but instead of Robert Downey or instead of Benedict Cumberbatch, it's going to be a vampire. And they're mm-hmm. going to like work that into it. He can only go out at night. Right. Uh, and instead of being addicted to like heroin or, or whatever the drug Sherlock was actually addicted to, he'll be addicted to like blood or, mm-hmm. or something yeah. like yeah. that. So it'll be a battle to not mm-hmm. hurt people while also helping people. I was sadly mistaken. <laughs> no. That is not what the show's about, Garrett. Well, but but the first 30 seconds give it hope. So you have yeah. this character walking down the street, and his name is Hudson. Couldn't go with Watson. I don't know why. And he's sure. basically saying, hey, I work for this guy. His name is Vampire yeah. Holmes. I'm kind of fine with, like, the animation. Yeah. He shows up to, like, his place, and, like, the, the sign is, like, hanging askew. And I'm like, all right. And then everything goes to crap. <laughs> Everything goes to crap. <laughs> it's true. It's he, like he opens the door, steps in, steps on 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 vampire homes, and there's this like that just kicked off the weird animation. When we talked before about animation that like doesn't fit together, right? And all of a sudden they went from being these like highly sort of emo stylized characters right. with protagonist hair, and they were like the little exclamation point. Ah! Right. Like chihuahuas yelling at one another. Mm-hmm. And it was horrible. It was horrible. It, there was no point. I, I watched Nothing it happened like, in the episode. Nothing happened. Nothing. When I tell you, like, literally, like, Pupa, at least, like, something so, happens. And you so kind of get to up, something happens. He steps on him. They get into a fight because he's like, Vampire Holmes is like, why did you step on me? He's like, and 
the retort is only losers sleep on the floor. And then he's like, I don't want to do anything. Well, we should do something because we're poor. Why don't we solve this case? All right, I'll solve this case. Then there was like a cut scene of Vampire Holmes getting pulled by a dog with the worst animation. And at the end of it, he goes, oh, I guess I didn't really solve anything. It would have been pretty easy too, but I've decided not to. See, and that's it. That's it. There's no vampire, no Sherlock Holmes. Like, what are the basic, like, if we were to break, break it down to like two words per category, vampire, you know, creature, blood sucking. Like, that would be that. Holmes, deduction, you know, reason. He did absolutely none of those even basic rudimentary functions to even come close to calling himself a vampire Holmes. It is, it was so weird. And then this show, it's, gonna, it's not going to surprise you now that you've watched it. Is actually based on a phone game that came out in 2015. So this show, this anime was meant to support this like like dollar ninety nine phone game that was coming into Japan, and it, it kind of shows. And the game, I I'm honestly still trying to find what the game was about. Yeah, and I could not find any. I went on their website and said we had 150 thousand downloads. This was 2015 when it came out. That's not a lot. I'm I'm reading the show notes as we talk, and you you discuss the scores online, and these yeah. are entirely too generous because yeah. they're both above zero. Yes, exactly. So my anime list is just to help you out. Uh, put it at three point three nine. I think some people spam score some of these sometimes, like just to be you know you know contrarian about it. I'm gonna go two point two one. Yeah, two point two one anime planet. The one thing that I also noticed is that at least with the other shows, their intro and ending songs were different. This one had the same song for both the intro and the ending called Everlasting Love. So it had the intro, like, oh, that's kind of cute. Does the episode, nothing happens, like, Everlasting Love. And I'm like, wait, wait, wasn't that the beginning song? You spent no money on a second song? Like, what is happening? That is so bad. So I think it was a, a run at getting money from a phone game company that just tried to do the absolute least to get this thing to go. And I think the reviews show. Um, so I'd rather watch a show about Tetris. <laughs> At least it would fit the theme that it's actually telling you it is. It's not like a show about Tetris, but it's called like you know, uh, Baywatch <laughs> yeah, or something like that. So uh, this is what the review says: um, There's bad, and then there's Vampire Holmes. I have a hard time understanding what the screenwriters behind this thing were thinking when they all sat down to write it. Did they all huddle together, started snickering as someone blurted out? Let's create the tritest, most unfunny thing imaginable. Because honestly, I'm having a hard time seeing the inception of this project being anything else. Um, this isn't the so bad it's good title. It's the so bad please end my life kind of nonsense. <laughs> I can't even bring myself to write a troll reveal dubbing it a masterpiece, since that would require more care than the show even put forward towards itself. It's simply not worth that kind of effort. Hell, even buying the right about is too much as it is. Holmes was a little shit. His assistant was a little shit. The end. Enjoyment. Watching paint dry out of 10. <laughs> the overall score is a why bother out of 10. If you have literally nothing better to do with your life, then sure, go for it. But it might be more productive to spend that money time picking your nose instead. Do you concur with that, with that, uh, with that review, Garrett? I think he was a little soft on him. <laughs> Seriously. This one was, was object. I would say, of terms of like objectively bad, like it doesn't even like meet any qualities that would me give it any other score. It's like 
trying to like do watch an Olympic diver and like trying to score an Olympic diver, but instead they do like a tap dance on top of the on top of the diving board. Like and what then am they I tripped here? and fell off and hit the <laughs> yes. concrete, and then like bled all over the judges. Like that is what that is like. How that is the Vampire that? Holmes score? That's Vampire Holmes. Seriously, the next show I had to throw in there. I thought we were going to end at Vampire Holmes before, but I was like. No, that's not enough for Garrett. Garrett, we need to give you a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And we did the show Lady Spo, which came out in 2018. So there's no excuse for this show. It came out two years ago. Lady Spo, besides sounding like a deodorant for ladies, is a portmanteau of the words lady and sport. So it's like Pokemon, but it's like Lady Spo, gotta play them all. So Garrett, what's this show about? It appears like these girls are on a high school spaceship and they're competing in games with other teams from other high school spaceships. And for some reason, when we find them all, they're in various stages of undress or pooping on the toilet and they're all late to their first game. So instead of telling the girls to get ready, they just teleport all the girls in their positions that they're in to the gymnasium to compete in this game. Mid having to take a dump, basically. What? Mid having to take a dump, basically. Yes. <laughs> they dedicated a lot of time to the bathroom habits of these characters. There was, it was actually how they introduced them. You got to yeah. one character who was calmly either peeing or pooping. I don't know. She was a lady sitting. Yep. The second one was bowled over in a fetal position, also introduced that way. And the third one was trying not to piss herself outside. Right. And that was her introduction. That's how we met the characters, And her nickname was Flat Chest. Yes. And she was, a, did they say, she's a Tsundere character. So they even were like, by the way, this one's a Tsundere. You're going to like her. Like that kind of thing. And I was just like, wait, I thought this is, why is this so involved with toilets? Like it did just... And it went, here's the thing, and then once they got back to the episode, they were still talking about bathrooms. Right. Like, they didn't even start the sport. Like, I was expecting, like, what sport are they going to play? And right. no, they're talking about poop. The other team's like, you should really put on panties. And one was like, you know, we already pooped, and we check our poop before we go on the mat. Yes, That's how you know I you're a good athlete. Proved that I had optimal health, and my performance today is going to be a 10 out of 10. So basically, the, if you were to say, the show is four minutes long, 66% of it was women talking about bowel movements at the various or peeing. This is for a niche market, Kyle. It was for people who like two girls, one cup. That <laughs> like who this was aimed at. So let me give you, so before I give you the synopsis of the show, so we can make more sense for people, what the show is about. The second thing that's really weird about the show is that it's essentially like an anime PowerPoint. And I think a lot of people bring this up because the animation doesn't move. It's essentially varying still framed shots of the characters doing things. So and it's like the, a and the Burns, kind of moving. Like, like documentary. It's yeah. the same photos going across the screen. It's like Dateline. You know, like you see the same picture over and over and over again. It's that with this show. Like that no one's moving. Only sometimes their mouth moves in like the bottom left corner. But for the most part, you're looking at still frames of the girls in, in various forms. And a little aside about Garrett and I's childhood. We grew up in, in Dutchess County, New York, as Garrett mentioned, probably in other episodes. One of the things that came out of this was um, a video that we would watch on uh, kids getting taken advantage of by children, uh, improper touch, molestation, that kind of stuff. And it was about this cat. We call, His name was Chester. So invariably we called him Chester Molester. And this cat did not, 
he had this very fluffy tail and all the aliens on his planet wanted to touch him as well because of his fluffy tail. And it was to teach the kids like, just because you have a fluffy tail or just because you are who you are, doesn't mean that anybody can have the right to touch you. But the, they got a really good message delivered in a really creepy wrapping. And they also stored still shots of what it would look like in real life, but it was still frame. Everything was still frame. So Gary, maybe you can jump in on this one because like, it was basically like not moving. Like, Hey kids, why don't you get out of those wet bathing suits? Still frame. I got cartoons and like it was, but like it wouldn't. Right. Or like the guy putting them in the back seat and like touching them while smiling and going, we'll get ice cream. Don't tell your mom. But like not moving. And so the guys have like this big creepy smile. And it was like, that's what this show was like. It was just an anime PowerPoint still frame show. show. It was very much like Chest of the Molester. Um, What was really disappointing is that they were going to play the game Kabaddi, which I actually want to watch at some point. It's like an Indian tag that is it you legit? Can it's, a game. it's legit. It's a legit sport called Kabaddi, and it's like tag, but you tackle the tagger you, to keep them from tagging people. Can it's a really cool sport. Actually, in spaceship high schools? No, they're just in spaceships. So, I'll, here's I'll, let me give you the actual uh, oh. rundown of what the show is about. It's essentially, oh god, where are my notes? This is this is gonna be fun. Um, so, <laughs> so this show is about a bounty hunter. Lady female sports league in space. It's basically all those things at once. And they meet with other spaceships who are also lady bounty hunter. Why are they bounty hunters? Like, I don't understand the bounty hunter part. Like they could have just been lady athletes in space, but instead it was like lady bounty hunters also in space who are, who are athletes. Right. And, and they compete in sports across the country, across all the galaxy event essentially, and have these kind of events. And that's generally the, the, but it's really about potty humor for the most part, from what I what I see in the reviews. So this show uh, got a um, a three point five on my anime list and a two and a half on Anime Planet. Would you think that was fair? While I look up the other stuff, fine. <laughs> So here is... Well, because what I saw didn't really give much away. I mean, if they keep talking about poo in still frame, I guess I could lower the score. But, like, maybe they'd get around to... It seemed like there was an actual... Somewhere buried, there was the thinnest of plot lines that they might actually take you on if you kept watching. Yeah, if they just got out of the space bathroom. Um, So here's the review, one of the reviews for Lady Spo. Uh, there's a story somewhere about the making of Lady Spo. There has to be. Some key staff member had a nervous breakdown, or all the funding was cut, and they were forced to air the thing anyway. Just some reason why this is allowed to exist uh, and air as is. I think most of the reason why I'm bothering to write the review of this series is so some brave internet detective out there will find the answer. Lady Spo is ostensibly about a female sports team in the future, in space. It's actually a picture drama, some okay-ish image with an overlay of some speaking pair character, mouth flapping to convey speech, but not even trying to keep it in sync. Um, I can remember very few things about the characters, even though we're probably supposed to care about what plot gets involved with rivalries or disappearances. There's actually very little actual sports being played. Even that jumps all over the place and keeps adding new content, so, so little re- resolution that at one point character says, we'll work it out somehow, and that's supposed to be it. Most of the first episode or two involves jokes about bathroom use. Maybe to distract from the lack of movement or action in a show about sports is also three minutes long. <laughs> Plus a minute of song over the credits of each episode. 
that ends for a long stretch until an episode or two before the series is over. An emotional scene is happening while there are new and different visuals of the characters on the toilets. Again, as if the budgetless show lost even more money and had the last minute replace what was actually supposed to be there. <laughs> and that's pretty much what the show is, uh, is about. It's just a lot of girls on toilets and maybe sports happening. Uh, didn't really get the highest review from people, but I think that's a pretty fair assessment, would you say? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't really add to any of these. These people... The, the amount of time these people took to write these reviews, one, to read the review takes longer than to watch an episode. Seriously. <laughs> it's so Two, to think of the words to put in the review, I mean, you probably could watch the whole series. <laughs> so it is way more thought than I'm willing to allocate to these. <laughs> so we're going to have to move on to our last show, um, which Oh, is called- no, it's almost over. <laughs> Which is called B Shoujo Yugi Unit Crane Game Girls, which is such a long title. Um, but basically, B Shoujo Yugi means like teen idols, unit, crane game girls. Um, much It's much like Lady Spo. It's like, let's throw random words out there, like teen idols that go to the arcade to also mm-hmm. save the world game, but they specifically play the crane game. Like, it's that kind of show. What's this show about? So it starts off like Armageddon. Because there's an asteroid that's coming to destroy the planet. Right. And the only way that they can save the planet is by enlisting the help of these three girls who want to be teen idols. But their primary skill is being able to get stuffed animals out of cranes in an arcade. They don't explain why these three girls. It's just like, the planet is going to end. Get these three girls. And it's like, why? No one asks why. It's just, how are we going to get them? Well, maybe it's like Armageddon, where someone who's really good with hand-eye coordination is going to need to run the drill into the asteroid to blow up the nuke. And maybe, Garrett, you know, that's an actual serious answer to what never bounced in my head at all watching this show. Because in, because can you imagine it's like it's like that that idea of like how do you make miners into drill no drillers into astronauts instead of astronauts into drillers it's like right. turn astronauts into crane game girls than it is to turn crane game girls into astronauts I don't know so yeah that's essentially the episode and it's a lot of like the first episode was just them getting like tricked into going to the arcade under the auspices that they're going to be idols, which is a kind of a big deal in, in Japan yeah. becoming like J-pop stars and stuff like that. And so they're ready with like their full J-pop gear. I think that was just only an excuse to get them into J-pop gear. Like that's, and then like, we're not going to talk about it again. And then the fact that they work on crane games is kind of inconsequential to the rest of the show. Right. But what did you think about this show, Garrett? I don't get it. I don't understand why it needed to be a show like who sat around and was like you know what we haven't seen on television <laughs> crane game girls also is there like a crane game subculture in japan there is. of which i'm not aware it is a pretty big deal crane games are actually like for us they're kind of like considered scams but they're like a lot of people like playing them so i guess but but it's essentially like that drunk dude at the bar who's really proud of that game you know the game where the ring is on a string? Right. You, like swing it at the wall to catch it on the hook. There's like guys who are like really good at that. And, that's and then like, the the fate of the world depends on that guy who goes to like Dave and Buster's on a weekend. Him, yeah. his Coors Light, his can of Skull. That, that's who the world is coming down to. <laughs> with like Aerosmith and Pay in the background. Right. Thank you guy with ring game guy. <laughs> You're going to save us all. <laughs> So essentially, I'll bang my daughter, Liv Tyler. 
So this show, if anybody wants the animation like equivalent, it's like if you if you remember the uh, our episode Ice Shield Twenty One with like a Mifto Kimiku, it's that animation for like an entire four minutes. It's imagine if you took like pictures of animation, put them on popsicle sticks, and was like, "Hi there, I'm a Bishoto Green Girl." That's what the animation of this show is like. So um, it wasn't great, it wasn't interesting, but my anime list gives it a four point two, and uh, Anime Planet gives it two point eight out of five. So not a bad score. It's kind of up there with Onada Goro in terms of the score. Um, so the the review of this game, this show, I'm going to say game, but it is really, um, it's, I have no clue what the hell they were trying to achieve with the show. Crane Game Girls was an anime that finished airing earlier this year, which then got a sequel. So there's a sequel to this show. <laughs> Why the hell would you give a second seat to this piece of garbage? What were they thinking? This anime is the lowest of the low. It's so bad that it's the bitch of the lowest points on the trash scale. It's so nonsensical, so juvenile, so bad that it makes me want to kick a puppy. There's not a single thing about this show that is good. Not in the slightest. The narrative revolves around three girls who want to become idols and are told that if they master crane games, that they be then become one. Well, how the hell does this work? And I have no idea, but even stranger is that they, by playing this game, the three girls are actually saving the world. Somehow, they, after they win, a laser beam shoots out from the machine into space and stops whatever danger was approaching. That's it. It makes no goddamn sense, and the anime itself takes so seriously that it comes across as being pathetic. So that's the review of the show. Would you concur, Garrett? Uh, absolutely. I gave it a negative one. <laughs> Which, by the way, is not the lowest score I handed right. out tonight. It's basically... I, I gave... We, we watched one, two, three, four, five... Seven. Seven anime... And the cumulative points is negative uh, one. But that's because there's a negative 10 floating in there. And all the other ones are pretty much brought right. it up. So we're going to rank this together. We're going to go through the time here, Garrett. All right. First off, let's do this in, in terms of like tiers. First tier is, does it at least meet the prospect of being so bad it's good or at least watchable? Or would you continue watching it? Okay. And if it falls below that, we can then rank those after it. So is there some that you would still want to watch? I, for me, well, I would say uh, Onada Goro, just for like the stupidness of it, I would watch. And maybe Sushi Police. That's the only two. I, I don't want to watch any of them. <laughs> However, based upon just sort of the brief scoring I gave them, I guess I... <laughs> I can't believe I gave that one that highest score. Lady Spo. Garrett's just really wants to know what the sport is at the very least. <laughs> and Sushi Police. Well, okay, so those are your top two. at the upper echelon of this crap tower. <laughs> I would say, yeah, my top two that I would actually continue watching would be, uh, top would be Onada Goro, and then second would be Sushi Police, and everything after that is just hot garbage I would never touch again with a flaming stick. Um, what was yours, uh, wait, yours was Sushi Police and which? Onada Goro, the fart man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Onada Goro is in my second tier. Okay, great. So I would put them in tier two mm -hmm. with Skelter Heaven, because again, I think Skelter Heaven is not a bad idea like some of these other ones. I think it suffers from bad execution. Mm. Um, and that would be my second tier before I start to get really upset about what I had to watch. Then, <laughs> Yeah, for me, I would say none. Or in my second tier, I don't want to touch any of these ever again. I know the problem with help, uh, Skelter Heaven is that I know what it was trying to do with Neon Genesis Evangelion. And as a weave, I can't support anyone doing this ever again. Because oh. it's like, imagine like it was Independence Day, which you like. 
And then there's, they have this another sh- show, the movie called Flag Day, and everyone's just like a bizarro version of every character that you've seen from Independence Day. You'd get insulted at that point. That's what, that's what Skelter Heaven would be. Like, it starts with, uh, you know, Sill with and, like, <laughs> Pale Baxton. Whatever <laughs> 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 was in that movie. And they're, and they're all like, and, they're all and, like and, congratulations to Earth! And, like... Hello, girls. I'm here. Like it's just a bizarro version of it, and you just say, "There's no reason." Instead of Randy Quaid, it's Dennis Quaid, <laughs> which actually somehow works weirdly. It's it's like a bizarro movie from something that you like. You're like, "Don't do this. Stop making this." That's that's what the show is. So it's like upsetting that it exists. Right. But if I was to rank them in order of like which one I would go, you got the top tier, and then after that, I would say the next one I would maybe subject myself to is lady spo and then everything after that it doesn't matter because i just want to throw them all into the bin like i think the worst right. is vampire, vampire holmes without a doubt vampire without holmes doubt. is not only like bad animated but it's like cynically made anime and that should never be supported and then like there's a three sum of like pupa but bishoujo yugi game girls crane game girls and then like uh Pup- you know pupa is another one that and then I, skelter heaven i mean i I could envision a world mm-hmm. where someone takes pupa but writes it well mm-hmm. and it's an interesting idea. Right, right. I could imagine that world. This we show was more disappointing. World. Yeah, this show was like more disappointing with what it could have been to what it ended up being. You know, I think if they gave more time to each episode and you weren't going like WTF after each episode, I would I would maybe give it a more of a shot. But yeah. So yeah, I guess if I was a rank, it'd be like pupa would be the top of the of the garbage heap. Vampire Homes way at the bottom, and then Skelter Heaven maybe would be fifth out of out of seven. So I don't know. Yeah. So Garrett, after this whole experience, do you now appreciate me giving you the anime that I have been showing you? Does this give you a deeper appreciation of the stuff that you have watched twenty four episodes prior? Which is a congratulations to both you and us for getting this far. Yeah. Do you appreciate the shows you've watched now more that you've seen what the worst can be? Yeah, I mean, it everything we've watched, even the ones I didn't really like, are practically a higher art form versus this poo flung at a wall. Pupa flung at a wall, really. <laughs> um, I agree. And I think for me, I it was a nice exploration to see that like what the stuff that I picked for you is like top is like it's a like iceberg and stuff like that. It's like the top tiers here and there's just so much more below the ocean that I don't ever want you to be exposed to, but hopefully we can find you the good chunks here. And I want to thank you, Garrett, for joining the show, as well as everyone who's, like, really joined us. And maybe, Garrett, you, you know, you and I can really congratulate the t- people who've sat with us and joined us in these discussions for 25 episodes. And, like, it's been a big deal for us to do this during the pandemic. It's been a big deal for me to show my, 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 my good friend talking about the thing that I really love. Garrett, what are your reflections? Uh, at, at the start of this journey, I mean, you and I had talked about doing a, a podcast forever. Uh, probably six or seven years we talked mm-hmm. about it part of the issue was is we tried to do it and the technology just wasn't there mm-hmm. so that you could sound like a normal human talking to mm-hmm. another person if you weren't in the same room or right. if you didn't have professional recording equipment so you know the genesis was a long time ago but the idea that we might have been in quarantine that we weren't going to see our friends and family uh this was an opportunity to to hang out with you know my man hang out with my buddy and let him take me on this journey. And it's not that I didn't think we'd get here. I thought we'd have fun doing it. But the fact that we've become, this is something that we both look forward to Mm -hmm. every week. Correct. Watching this stuff, for me, just 
being completely open to it. If mm-hmm. I did, if I had to do this on my own, I'd never do it. Correct. Because I have someone who I trust who's like, watch these things. This week it's going to be good. This week it's going to be bad. But whatever, watch this. Mm-hmm. I have the easy part. Mm-hmm. I get to come in here with my novice attitude and mm-hmm. and and knowledge mm-hmm. level and and get to just express my emotion. So I have the easy part. So I have a lot of fun with it. Um, but 25 episodes, I mean, I look forward to the next 25 and the 25 after that and celebrating the century mark. And mm-hmm. as long as there's anime to talk about, I see no reason why we won't be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, because for every Cowboy Bebop, there's going to be at least 17 ladies bows out there. So knowing that the journey's ahead of us, it's always important to hear your thoughts. Obviously, these shows are not good, so we're not going to even suggest that you're going to converse about what's bad. We just wonder what you think, how bad they are. Which show would you rank it compared to our list? Are these shows you've even accomplished before? Or do you think the idea of watching three-minute animes are really weird? Let us know in the comments below because we really want to hear your thoughts. And thank you again for joining us for 25 episodes. We look forward to the next 25. Also, you can find us on all everywhere your podcast is found. Give us subscribe to our channel. And also, make sure you give us a good five-star review if you like us. Also, you can follow us on YouTube as well as anchor.fm slash podcast And Instagram and Twitter is another place we find. Uh, but before we leave, Garrett... Now that I've subjected you to this journey, to this, um, you know, trial by suckage, what are your final thoughts on these shows? I know we just got past Halloween, but I wish I'd put a flaming bag of pupa on your doorstep. (laughs) So Garrett and I are going to head to the bathroom, do some still frame shots of us holding our stomachs. We're going to go chew on each other's shoulders, and we're going to wish you all a fantastic see you next week. Take care, y'all. And there was...